Welcome back. The Hammer Down Show is on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 thehammercom We're going to go over the Hammerhead Hotline. One of my favorite guys to get to talk to because uh, I, I love football. He's always very knowledgeable. He's got a lot of local roots and everything, too. Kelly Kitchell is on with us here as uh, we're still celebrating a little bit uh, for the big win at Iowa. You were on the call for that one there, too, buddy. Um, I, I know a lot of us in Media Mania weren't buying that uh, Purdue was going to be able to win that game. I thought it would be close. I just thought that down the stretch that Iowa defense would make uh, a couple extra plays and uh, it just wasn't going to happen the way that Purdue fans wanted it to. But, boy, uh, that thing turned sideways really, really quickly. Um, I don't think you, Kitch, were surprised by the win, but you have to be a little bit surprised when you go back and look at the numbers of how big the win was because you know Iowa does not give up that many points at, at home. and I mean, there's a lot to be surprised in, I think, in that game if you were a Purdue fan. Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me on, Jared. I appreciate the uh, let me come on, and you know, I'm always excited to talk Purdue football for sure. And yeah, that was a that was a whale of a win uh, for Purdue. You know, we as we Tim and I were sitting there calling that game up in the booth. You you've seen so many of these Purdue games come, and where we look really good, and then all of a sudden you kind of wait for the other shoe to drop a little bit, and for something bad to happen, and it just never did. And, and at the point in the game where we thought it could, and we talked about this on air a lot was when TJ Sheffield reached for the pylon, which I don't, I, I'd love for him to do that every time. It's just a, a bad luck deal that the ball came out right before it hit it. They got the touchback. And then all of a sudden the defense came on and, and just shut him down three and out made a punt. Um, just that, that was the turning point in the game. And, and you, you had mentioned in the, just a second ago that, you know, Iowa's defense, how good they are. They weren't the best defense on the field that day. Purdue's defense was outstanding. I, I've, I have, uh, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of defenses come through here and, and obviously playing here. And I'll tell you what, this one is playing at as high a level as we've seen since early in the Joe Tiller era. I, I don't know that we've had a defense that all around has been playing at this high level. And that's really where that game stands out to me, Kitch, is, uh, is defensively on both sides. This was an Iowa defense that gets better as the game goes on. That's what the stats show you. And this is a Purdue defense that traditionally has not been strong, especially in the third and fourth quarters. But that script was flipped on Saturday. I, I, I couldn't have been more pleased uh, to see what I saw. I just... Boy, you, you brought it up, man. I think we're always waiting for that other shoe to drop, and I think because of the changes that have been made this year, uh, especially specifically on defense, uh, it's just not happening. And I think it's re I really do think it is time to start believing in this team. Well, it's a it's an attitude. Um, you know, we got basically the same players that we had last year. Uh, a few changes. You bring in Jamari Brown, who's done a terrific job. Mm -hmm. I think in the absence of Corey Trice, I think I think Jamari is is one of the best corners in the in the Big Ten right now. Like, teams keep trying to pick on him, and they just can't do it. And, uh, you know, Jalen Alexander's getting side to side. Jalen Graham is just – I mean, Jalen Graham is coming – he was he was inches away from having a pick six early in that game and blowing that thing open early as well. And, I mean, I, and then the defensive front, I, I really believe that, that those guys are, are playing just terrific. And, like I said, it's an attitude thing. They are – they're playing with confidence. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're playing like Mark Hagan is wanting them to play. Mark Hagan, Brad Lambert, 
Ron English, the whole defensive staff, they have established a, an attitude uh, on that defensive side, and, and they have an identity. And, boy, is it fun to watch. You, you get excited when you see the Purdue defense come onto the field now. Uh, except, you know, last year you kind of cringe a little bit when they had to come back out. This year you're excited to see what are they going to do next, who's going to step up and make a big play right now. And and, it, and, and I'll tell you, that, that, that one drive, I'll go back to it. When they, that was the difference of the game. They came out, and I was watching them on the sideline from the booth, and, and man, we're, they were fired up to get back on the field. It wasn't like, oh, we should have scored. It was, hey, we got a job to do right now. we got to win this game for our team. Boy, they did it. A lot of fun to watch those guys do that. Um, and, you know, even after the one drive that Iowa had that they came down, I think it was a nine-play drive, about a six- or seven-minute drive, where they kind of wore us down a little bit, uh, they, they, they made some adjustments and then couldn't – there was nothing else happening after that. So, Super proud of those guys, and then offensively, well, how much fun was that, Jared, to watch those watch three quarterbacks trot out there and do, mm-hmm. do a lot of creative things offensively? That that uh, Jeff Brom said he he was as candid in the in the bye week as I've seen him with the media of what Purdue needed to work on. You know, he said they needed to work on red zone offense. They needed to work on explosive plays. They needed to work on turnovers. And you could tell that they that they worked on all three of those and became very interesting again on offense. It's almost as if some handsome genius back on Monday of last week who suggested uh, that they play all three quarterbacks. Maybe you know I'm just saying it could be possibly available for more consulting in the future. Just throwing it out there. I'm not going to take credit for it, Kitch. You know me. I'm a very humble guy. I wouldn't do something like that. But uh, I, I was surprised that they went ahead and opened up all three as well. But you know, you go back to the defense, Kitch. I think about this offseason, you know, they brought in Diaco two years ago, and that clearly was not working out. And there's not many coaches that would be willing to pull the proverbial trigger on getting rid of a D.C. uh, less than a year after they had hired him. But Jeff Brom does that. If he doesn't do that, this team is nowhere near where it could, you know, where it is right now, right? I mean, that's got to be the best move that Jeff Brom has made in his entire football career was moving on from Diaco and then, you know, getting a hold of Hagen, getting a hold of English, getting a hold of Lambert. It has absolutely transformed the face of this team. And that's not, you know, a move that most coaches would make after, what was it, like 10 months with Bob Diaco? Uh, it's it's stunning to me, the change. It's night and day, isn't it? Well, it's not an easy it's not an easy decision to make, for sure. You, you bring a guy in and they – and you expect them to perform, but there was obviously a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we didn't see as well as the production on the field wasn't what Jeff Brown wanted to see. So you're right. He, he, he did make that, he made that decision quick. And, and sometimes it's not who you hire, but I'm from, and, and then they hired, they, they found complete winners as well. And I, I haven't been more excited about a hire coming back to Purdue than I was with Mark Hagan. When he got in, I thought he was going to be a difference maker with this group, but he oh, yeah. has been. And um, I mean, his his fire and intensity. I've talked to George quite a bit, uh, you know, in the last couple of months, and just kept asking him about what he thought of Coach Hagen. He just keeps telling me, "Boy, he's intense, and I love it." You know, he's he he loves. He said, and he also said he's made me better, and you, you do see that um, from George and all the defense. So. 
Um, you're right. It, it was a great job by Jeff Brown to find the right fit, to find the right because you know offensively, Jeff's got some things he wants to do offensively. He wants to do some tempo. He, he likes to throw the football. Um, you got to have a defense that's also going to buy in to your philosophy of of what your overall philosophy as a team is, and it's and it's it's energy, it's tempo, it's flying around, it's playing at a high level, it's it's not laying back and and hoping that your offense can grind out a bunch of yards and keep your offense on the field. Because sometimes, you know, Jeff Brom's offense is they turn the ball over a little bit they take chances. And you have to have a defense that's going to come out hungry and ready ready to make a stop every time they come out on the field. So, yeah, a lot of fun to watch this group. You know, we're, we're at, a, uh, at a high point right now for sure. Boy, you'd like to have that Minnesota game play over again. But – um, we're at a high point right now. Uh, we were probably similar to the, the point where we were at when we beat Ohio State a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But you, as a, as a, you know, and I know that this, this is going through Jess Brown's mind. You know, after that Ohio State game, we dropped three or four games right after that. So you got to come back out with another performance. This is a, this is a team that is right there on the cusp of doing something pretty special this year. And you don't want any kind of letdown. So I'm sure that they have learned from that a few years ago about what they did or didn't do after that Ohio State win and can learn from that this week going into the Wisconsin game. Yeah, and you're trying to exercise those demons of this uh, Wisconsin team that has had your number, what, 14 times in a row right now. But this is a bit of a different Wisconsin team, Kitch. They don't score. Graham Mertz, uh, I have publicly stated numerous times that he is going to put my daughter through college uh, because it's so easy to fade this guy. Uh, he's not been very good at all. Like I said, they don't have that running back. They don't have that Jonathan Taylor that's going to put 200-plus yards up on you. Uh, but it is a team that has had your number a lot as of late. So how does Purdue exercise that demon on Saturday? Well, I, I think they, they've just kind of, on defense, they've got to do what they do. they got to stop the run and yeah, make Graham Mertz try to, try to beat you with his arm and, and then play tight coverage and make plays behind him. I think that I don't think there's any secret formula, but sometimes you're right. Sometimes teams can kind of get in your head a little bit, and Wisconsin has has had Purdue's number for a long, long time here recently. And you've got to you've got to get that out of your head. And what a what a great opportunity for this team to come out and do that. It's it is a Wisconsin team. I watched them play Army last week on the. I was riding a uh, a bus ride home from from uh, Iowa. And I watched the uh, the Army game, and and Army took it right to them. They were they were just as physical, if not more physical, than Wisconsin. And you know, credit Army for that. But I think Purdue can be more physical than Wisconsin. How many times have we said that in the last fourteen years? <laughs> not where I a think lot. Purdue can be more physical than Wisconsin. So um, I, I I think that that's, they had to come out and try to overwhelm them and and stay creative on offense and and you know have fun playing football. That's that's the main thing I've seen about this team is they're having fun again. Uh, the defense is having a lot of fun playing football. I think that even you know with the with the uh, quarterback situation, I think all those QBs like each other, and they were having fun and they were like cheering for each other when they came in. You see O'Connell go out and Plummer come in, and he wanted to see him do terrific when he came in. You see Burton come in. Both those guys are on the sideline, like saying, "Austin, let's go, let's get one done." And, and uh, I think that everybody's kind of buying into to what Coach Brown's trying to do. And, and when you have buy-in from teams, a lot of really, really good things can happen. 
Kelly Kitchell. Again, you hear him on the Purdue radio broadcast. He's got himself a uh, little Purdue podcast as well. He does with our old friend Clayton Duffy. Gets you prepared for Purdue game days. Buddy, it's always a pleasure talking with you, man. Uh, best of luck on your sectional game on uh, Friday night here as well against Burbuff, against Joe Strickland and, uh, you know, that uh, Purdue recruit. So hopefully that'll be his last high school game of his career and we get him on up to Purdue. But, uh, man, it's always a pleasure talking with you, my friend. Uh, I love football. I love this time of the season. You're just so ingrained in all of it, and we're lucky to have you on the show. Thank you, buddy. Hey, appreciate you having me on, Jay.